Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, and it is such a treat to be here today. I'm here on the Inspired Evolution, here with a mission to help you live a life that's inspired with the love for life. And today on this journey, I have to present to you, with so much excitement, Luke Wallace. Welcome, brother. Thank you very much. (laughs) It's such a treat to have you here. So Luke is an intuitive healer for those listening, um, and he's using the art of osteopathy and kinesiology to help people feel better. Real simple, real succinct, but super powerful. His skills have been shaped from working both as a carer and a practitioner, as well as trying to understand his own intuition and empathic skills. Luke has formed his own healing modality, and I'm so excited to share this wisdom with you guys here today. So here we go. Welcome, brother. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about um, so osteopathy and kinesiology, two very... Um, very, uh, I guess, alternative approaches. Yeah. Um, osteopathy, obviously, a bit more mainstream, but kinesiology, um, yeah, very... Quite alternative. Yeah, you know, yeah. but super super profound at the same time as well. So mm. how does one go from, like, you know, I think you normally, if you get indoctrinated into one thing, it's mm. very polar to the other thing. So what, yeah. Um, osteopathy stemmed, I guess, from the science mind, a science background, mm. and yeah, wanting to understand the body more. Mm-hmm. And it, for me, it gave the philosophy or it gave the broad enough depth of the understanding of the body that understood the whole of the body. So not just where the pain is, but how the mechanics of the rest of the body is influenced by the area that you're suffering from. Mm-hmm. So that was holistic enough in my mindset, particularly as an athlete. Um, really feeling the impact of a strain and injury on one part of my body through the rest of my body. Mm. So I really, I knew that I couldn't be singular-minded in, in my focus of how I treat yeah. or how I work. It's not uh, just my knee that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's injured. I can feel the rest of my body torsion when that strain is there. Yeah. Um, particularly at that level. But also, I guess athletics also brought me to kinesiology because it was at a point in my race that I would drop for 20 seconds roughly every race and I would lose my energy and I didn't know why and a friend of mine said why don't you go to a kinesiologist they're the sports kinesiologist they look at 
the nervous system. They look at basically tests what's yeah. happening for you emotionally, physically, mentally. Um, and I said, all right, give it a go. Yeah. Um, and I used it to assess and what had happened at that point is during that part of my race, I'd previously fallen, injured, pushed someone and fractured my foot. And my cell memory, my nervous system had a, a memory of this experience. Every time I went round the track at that point, I would go through this re-trauma and for 20 seconds roughly. Yeah, wow. That. So that led me to kinesiology. My sport led me to osteopathy. Ah, so, that's such a beautiful yeah. process. Yeah, yeah, wow. So can we touch on that a little bit? So in that moment when you talk about cell memory and cell trauma that's like a real physical response that you experience mm. as something that is a memory mm. but like a psychological memory but then you're sort of describing as being I don't know, physiological like yeah in, muscle in well. your muscles yeah so your i mean each cell has a memory mm. um that connection to the nervous system has its presence and yeah, I'm not sure what you're asking with that, but it's, <laughs> I'm just really it's, curious about yeah, the fact it, that like these thoughts that are like most people would sort of anchor that memory is generally in your head. In your head, right? Well, there's no longer a distinction between the mind and body. Yeah, there is. I love that. There is this. If you dissect a person's spine and mm. replace that which they've done in terms of procedures currently, and replace that there. Uh, nature or their person or their mannerisms take on part of that person's previously so their whole personality changes when you change that part of their nervous system so why are we to think that this brain that has thoughts and ideas just at the top doesn't reflect that through the extension of its tentacles wow <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, yeah i love that i've uh, always wondered about um because recently there's been a lot of talk. I'm not sure if they did it successfully or not. Um, they're trying to do brain transplants mm. and trying to see like... And my, my immediate fascination was who is the person going to be? Is it going to be the transplant yeah. or the, the one that offers it up? I'd... It's got to be both. <laughs> it's got to be both. It's got to be a combination for sure. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So what is it about um, what is it about kinesiology that's your favourite thing about kinesiology? <sighs> to be honest... I loved it because it taught me so much about myself. Mm. I studied it purely because at that point in time, my parents were separating. I'd failed um, pharmacology mm. and osteopathy yeah. and I had to take a year off. So mm. mentally, emotionally, I was ruined mm. and just needed the time. And having getting treatment, I realized how much I get from it. So studying this was really just a form of therapy for myself. Mm -hmm. It was really just a way of healing my mind, my heart, my emotion. Um, yeah, connecting me to, you know, giving me a utensil for, to, again, to help people more, to do, understand you more <laughs> uh, when I work with you. Because inherently when I work on people, I do feel things and mm -hmm. I do get a sense of what's going on for you. But having studied kinesiology, it gives me that broader spectrum of the understanding of what that part of your body represents emotionally. Mm. So I get a sense of what's happening in your life, the struggles you're experiencing, yeah. and maybe based on understanding your body, where the health is in your body, how to identify that for you emotionally as well. Oh, beautiful. So how does one go from being an athlete and being so science-driven? Obviously, there's a lot mm. of science in athleticism these days. Like the, 
did you like I know kinesiology helped you and so mm. there was obviously definitely that validation for it mm. but then stepping into a space where perhaps you could share and then take like learn about others intuitively mm. rather than from hard science mm. was that a bit of a leap or well that was totally a leap that was trying to understand myself has always mm. been like I am just someone healing and therefore I'm healing by healing myself yeah. this, is, <laughs> this is all this is all I am I'm just an individual looking for healing yeah um, so to shift from the science of being a doctor to being a healer and accepting mm. that part of myself really started when my mum died so she was obviously someone like most parents I'm sure that believes in me Mm. Um, but I had parts of myself that I hadn't really acknowledged or accepted or given out to the world, uh, willingly, mm. unless I was drunk or high and it was just <laughs> parts of me just showed themselves, yeah. um, that said, okay, life's real, death's real. Um, mm. I'm no longer going to, I've got, I've been given something. I've been granted a gift in life. Obviously there's a purpose for it. It's not wrong. Mm -hmm. um, which has been a big theme in my life, you know, is what's happening yeah. right or wrong. It's like, okay. Um, so how it started, I guess, is when I was studying osteopathy, you know, my ego is quite high because like, well, I can already feel what's happening in your body. I don't need to learn and assess mm -hmm. and do all like <laughs> the, the, the anatomical testing. It's like I can already see it. I can feel it. Yeah. Um, but it would, I didn't know how to separate the two so i would start to feel in my body what's going on in yours when i'm treating you but i wouldn't know how to let it go so i would walk around with all these pains mm -hmm. um which i didn't understand i didn't understand i can only give that a reflection now but yeah. i didn't understand it at the time what was yeah. going on with that but yeah the real shift was my mum um yeah. accepting death i mean this was already the second time that someone in close to me in my life had died from brain cancer and i was just like okay I'm not going to run anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's just, again, me trying to understand myself and accept mm. it, explore it and try and be in service mm. to you. <laughs> Which is a, an, an inspirational process. I, uh, I really resonate with that. I, um, I may go on a tangent, mm. but, um, it's not about me. This no, but I'd love you. to hear it, please. But, um, when I was, when I was out setting out to start this podcast, um, the conversation that was had was uh, who are you creating it for mm. and I got completely mystified by this process because it was so simple for me mm. that I was totally like the person I was trying to help was me mm. you know it was like okay mm. you're you're a corporate nine-to-fiver and you're you're looking you've got mm. there's definitely more to contribute there's more meaning in life mm. um, and if you're enjoying your job by all means viva mm. but if you're not then um, and you're just paying your bills through your job. Mm. Then let's go find some more meaning, mm. you know. And and that was my story, mm. <laughs> and uh, and that's the place where I started creating from, and contributing from, and I I, I got mystified by the whole process because I was like, how do you how do you not do that, <laughs> you know? Like how do you not create? I guess art in need of a better way of putting it, um, from a place of not self mm. yeah and i find that the more episodes i've been sort of diving into this story comes through again and again which is people invariably get really 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 deeply in touch with themselves 
and they find that this is what um, resonates the most with me and mm. because it's giving me so much invariably it fills up your own cup to the point where it's like I can't help it it's just dripping everywhere yeah. <laughs> and you're sharing from that space and these people then form to serve you to help you help yourself as well mm. so yeah it's beautiful that I get to come along and help you <laughs> connect to another part of yourself yeah absolutely magical so osteopathy now the, mm. this like that was, is there, because I always, actually, this is a really awesome opportunity to have this conversation. What's the difference between, between physio and osteo? <laughs> like, what's, what's going on in there? Um, so there's three, I mean, there's a basic structure. Both chiropractic and osteopathy stem from the same guy. Mm-hmm. So he was a physician, a surgeon in the 1800s who yeah. disillusioned by um, typical medicine back then wasn't, was quite primitive. Yeah. So when people were dying from diphtheria or pneumonia or conditions that, you know, couldn't be treated by current medical pharmacology, he brought in an understanding of the body must inherently, there must be dysfunction in the body for this to experience. So he treated the anatomy to resolve the disease. Uh So that's where it stemmed from. Um, Chiropractic took a divulge and it looked at just the alignment predominantly the alignment of the spine so mm-hmm. they'll assess the spinal levels take an x-ray and go this this and this here is out of alignment it's having an impact on this part of your body yeah. and through manipulation we'll restore that yeah. um, physiotherapy looks at the body again from uh, a perspective more predominantly focused on the muscles so they'll yeah. say It's all based on, so chiropractic looks at spinal alignment as a philosophy. Physiotherapy looks at muscular tension as a philosophy. Mm -hmm. And so they'll look at the area that's strained, understand its rehab beautifully, Mm -hmm. um, work on releasing that area and surrounding areas, but believe that the muscles hold the tension of the body. Chiropractic believes that the alignment of the spine holds the tension of the body. Mm Osteopathy looks holistically at the body and says, well, there's there's both muscles, there's fascia, there's yeah. joints, there's the nervous system. So it looks, tries to find that thing that is actually holding the tension of the body. So you've strained your neck right now. Mm. And as a result of that, obviously you want that area free, but actually what's happening is that area that's strained is lengthened. So you've got to find the area of the body that's actually shortened. And so um, the way that I look at the body or the way that osteopathy looks is largely around fascia, the, the connection through the body. So what area through you, and you can see even in the way that you're sitting, down through into your right sort of iliocecal valve, into your right side of your large intestine, small intestine, as well as hip, um, there's this pulling through the front. So... Mm. Yes, you've got a lengthening through the back, but you've got this pulling through the front down here mm. into this point. So when you can find that area that's bound, yep. the body has a greater ability to heal itself. And that's, I guess, osteopathy's philosophy is that we're not, I'm not fixing you, I'm enabling your body to fix itself. Uh. So I'm just helping it resolve anything that I can do if I just treat the area directly, yep. sometimes I'm not necessarily... That's its compensation. I'm not necessarily helping it treat itself. Sure. So you've got to treat sometimes some other areas to help it find resolution. Because it yeah. it's always seeking health. Uh, 
that's like the natural flow of, of everything. Yeah, yeah. Everything. When you describe it like that, kinesiology doesn't seem like such a mismatch to yeah. osteopathy at all. No, because it's looking at. I mean, again, I only studied, you know, in part, not the whole course because of my time that mm. I had available. Um, but it does. It looks because an iridologist will look at the eye and they'll say, mm. okay, here's what's happening in the body. A reflexologist will look at the foot and look at, okay, here's what's happening. I had an acupuncturist look at my ear, and that's if you look at an embryo and take that off. That in itself is a is a formed embryo shape. Mm-hmm. So they go, okay, well, this part here, based on acupuncture or these meridian lines, is dysfunctional. So they'll put it in. So everyone's trained through a different observation of something mm-hmm. to find what is wrong with the body. And I believe that everyone is right. That's amazing. <laughs> in their observation, we're just trained yeah. based on our own skills and observation. Yeah and connection to whatever we're observing through trying to heal ourselves. Yeah. That this is the way forward. So a person who and a healer who works on light, that is their strain and that's their often their problem. So they're using that form to help change the frequency or light vibration of whatever we do. Yeah. But a yeah, an osteopath will look at the body because often they've had strains on their body mm-hmm. through whatever reason or whatever part of, to actually they're learning to treat others and treat themselves through that yeah. um, a physician will obviously look at things from a drug perspective a mind perspective a lifestyle perspective and that's relevant for them to understand their experience mm. so everyone just has yeah their observation based on their attuned mm. skills yeah um, for me Kinesiology, again, was just an aspect of understanding the emotion because inherently when I was treating people, I could feel there was emotion and some people were getting better and Mm. some people weren't. So I knew there had to be an element of suppression or health based on the person's emotional state. Yeah. Which my understanding of kinesiology is I initially found it to be quite out there, but the more I started understanding it, it was like, now, this makes a lot of sense mm. intuitively, um, but the fact that there are things that are innately, like the the arm, test, arm testing, yeah, yeah, you know, which is like you can yeah. find food intolerances and yeah. stuff based on yeah. how strong your arm responds yeah. to yes or no yeah. to am I intolerant or not. To well, this. this is all. This is what's amazing is it's actually all based on the nervous system. So the thing that has the highest level density of nerve fibers is actually your fascia. So that white bit of layer on chicken. Yeah. So that has that highest density. So when we're changing those tissues, that's the body has an immediate response to that. So if we place food on our body, even Mm. if you think anything that you place on your skin, on your body, has an absorption. People say, oh, this doesn't absorb through our skin. It does. Yeah. Um, And the body has a reaction immediately to that. Mm. Um, So... You can also, yeah, through that, you're just literally just testing the body's nervous system response based on its already coexisting biology. Yeah, that's so out there, though. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. It is out there because only because we don't understand it. Totally. Um, it's like, well, hang on, that doesn't work. But the more that you understand it, the more you go, this is just the body responding mm-hmm. to its environment. This mm-hmm. is just, yeah. Which is invariably something it's doing all the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so, I mean, I don't even fully understand it all because, mm-hmm. again, I haven't finished completing it, but it gave me it gave me greater connection to myself and it mm-hmm. gave me greater healing within myself, which enabled me, therefore, to be comfortable working with you on mm-hmm. parts of yourself that had I not experienced, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be okay to ask about or I wouldn't mm-hmm. be okay to, yeah, encourage you through. Mm-hmm. Um, so regardless of its... Uh, depth in terms of being alternative or not it's just given me a greater ability to accept more parts of myself mm. uh, and therefore to accept more parts of you <laughs> which is awesome yeah so in that we're dancing with our own modality now mm. so is that the fusion of the two it is the fusion of the two but I'm again on my I guess my skills that I don't fully know how to utilize are again this is and it's quite a confrontational thing to hear this often from someone because immediately when someone says they can see something about you, it's like, well, hang on, what can you see? Yeah. Um, I remember this quite clearly. And so, yeah, how do I... I'll just tell you the skills, but I guess I feel what's going on in your body. I mm-hmm. see what's happening inside your body. Mm-hmm. I, If I attune to it, I can see some of your past, some of your present, mm-hmm. some of your future... These are all things that sound totally whacking out there. And have if I wasn't here sitting it and experiencing it, yeah, I would like, yeah, sure, piss off. <laughs> um, but I haven't known how to be of service because I'm not being of service while I keep that to myself. Totally. And it's not wrong for whatever reason because I was born this way. Yeah. So how can I? And this is this has been the journey of not coming from a place of ego look what I can do mm. and therefore I'm going to fuck you up this is about how can I really help you not to sh- to, to pull out your insides and show your pain mm. but how can I bring the awareness that I've got to help you to feel it and see it for yourself yeah. because I can't truly change you mm. you can only change yourself just as I can't truly tr- treat someone or heal someone's body their body can only heal themselves but if I can use the observation and skills that I have on whatever spectrum to help bring more awareness either through the body or through the mind or through the emotion or through the spirit to itself because it has its own healing ability and it seeks health always mm. but there's sometimes limitations on it to heal so I'm just trying to come from a place of love, care, compassion for you to heal yeah awesome yeah. awesome that sounds so beautiful <laughs> where do I sign up <laughs> yeah so how does um, I want to know a little bit more about the journey so mm. obviously we, we've touched on a little bit athletics mm. and then obviously some, some deep deep loss which often is you know crisis is an amazing bedrock for change mm. and um nurturing into the real combination of who we become mm. um, but is there is there something that we're missing in that in that journey probably some of the most profound I mean my mum's death was definitely a profound moment mm. um, but similarly my journey has always been around okay being naturally very good at athletics or naturally mm-hmm. very good at school and naturally these things I didn't know what I love mm. so I took time off after university to actually go what do I love? Yeah. Um, 
And it was through that experience that I started treating a gentleman in Germany who I later led on to working with him mm-hmm. and living with his family as a carer and osteopath. Yeah, um, at quite an early age. Yeah, I mean, this was, I don't know, maybe seven years ago now, so I was 25, yeah. but um, it just, this experience of working with someone with terminal brain cancer, that no one's ever lived through this cancer, so it's a... Mm. It's a definite death. Mm. And the most, uh, the time that you generally got is three months. So this person got 18 wow. months, which was phenomenal. Amazing. But just getting that experience to live in a home with a family, experience their love and appreciation for what you're able to do for them. Mm. And to have time and moment, because most often when I'm working with you I get to see you maybe once twice a week and I often wouldn't treat more than that Mm. Um, but I got to see this guy every day Mm. and I got to live with the family and I got to speak to him and you know I remember one of the most beautiful moments was asking are you scared when I first met him about this and he just had so much confidence and ability to say no he said this is just the beginning and that (laughs) his strength and his depth mm. in that moment of sitting there by the bed knowing that he's going to die profoundly touched me and said wow what if this is just the beginning mm. and through growing up a Christian and having religion and these things indoctrinated was a deep desire to say well actually that was the largest part of also trying to find what I love is actually is God real and where do I stand with him or her because I don't want to live a life that doesn't know what I believe. Mm. Uh, if I, if this is the one life I have, or maybe I have more right now, I'm going to choose to live this life comfortable in my beliefs because otherwise I was completely at disease with yeah. what I believed, um, and I needed to find that solution. So, yeah, I mean I, that was profound. Um, working with them, living with them, but also my mum. This same brain cancer, my mum had three years later so getting the experience of obviously working with them and knowing this to then come home and have my mum experience the same thing isn't that an interesting dance yeah just a beautiful journey and similarly there's some amazing books around this type of it's a glioblastoma Um, hers was of the corpus glossum so the centre part of the brain his was of another part which was able to be removed but obviously came back Mm. Um, and the glial cells are the cells that stick everything together so it's these terminals where everything joins yeah. so sounds a bit gluey you're a bit gluey <laughs> and you can't get rid of it um, yeah. it's body's needed so if you think about and this is what I love about my learnings and these are obviously my understandings as other people's understandings but my belief mm. philosophy mm-hmm. on the body is when you understand the body's function you understand the emotional relationship so when we talk about a hand and what it holds onto or moves or articulates, we are starting to understand what we're holding onto, trying to move and articulate in our life. When we understand the large intestines role, so what literally the last part of our digestive system, we've always gone through our whole body already, mm. and it reabsorbs what it needs and lets go of what it doesn't. So if you've gone through your life until now and you've got to this point and you're now just before you're releasing and we're always taking in and we're always releasing. Mm -hmm. 
it's taking in what it needs and letting go. So what are we holding on to in life and what do we let go of? Where is this imbalance in this relationship? Where What are we essentially holding that's not serving us yeah. anymore? So, yeah, the more you understand the body, the more you understand the emotional connection because it's a thought, it's the same. Mm. Um, and just as a thought will create emotion in our body, we now understand the, bio, the biology of emotion. So just as neurotransmitters and enzymes respond to a thought, we know that not only does the emotion happen in the brain, but it happens in the gut, it happens in the spine. They've actually traced all of these elements that mm. are the thought that is the physiology of the thought. So... It's just beautiful to see how interconnected, the more you understand of each element, you just see it is all interconnected. We've, we've come at it from all these different ways, but mm. it is one. Um, and I've totally lost where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah. No, I was very dialed into that. I was yeah. totally listening to what you were saying. Mm. Um, so in that interconnectedness, obviously mm. my, um, I've, uh, my passions and interests align a lot with our yes our being but also our immediate environment mm. as well and do you see much of that people taking on a lot from there absolutely you're entreating someone when i'm working with you i can see you've got your house you've got your beautiful home it's got plants in it the biggest thing and there's a biology of belief um mm. it's a beautiful book yeah, and it's Bruce Lipton, yeah. Bruce Lipton. so it talks Amazing. about the environment of the cells being the determinant of the DNA, mm -hmm. it determines how that is expressed. So it changes, he changed the environment of two genetically identical mice and created one small brown mice and mm. white mouse and one big fat white mouse. Mm. So we are the physical expression, our DNA is the physical expression of what's happening in our environment, but also what's happening inside our body, the environment in our side. Mm -hmm. So our thoughts create a more acidic, Mm. or baseline environment well, a body's always going to bring it back to that point yeah. of neutral but what does it have to do to maintain that neutral uh -huh. so our thoughts create our environment our food creates our internal environment yeah. our hydration creates our internal environment sound one of the most beautiful things is living in a city we actually lose the sound of nature and that sound that vibration physically creates a positive frequency of health in our system so we're actually losing health by constantly being bombarded mm -hmm. by city noises mm -hmm. and we know that obviously through how we feel when we go to nature i mean it also works on charge um everything our nervous system our whole life is positive negative mm -hmm. one creates contraction one creates relaxation mm -hmm. so water nature uh earth grounding like the earth itself has this negative charge creates a physical relaxation of our whole nervous system of our whole blood system but synthetic products electricity everything that we're surrounded by our mm. environment physiologically causes a contraction of our nervous system and blood vessels and so that's why when we're constantly in this environment we have this low-lying level of stress mm. so unless we have those balancing elements of the negative charge of nature of earth yeah physically getting out and walking on the ground or having plants around us mm. we don't have that balance in our nervous system mm. so our environment is not everything but almost yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because I, I, as you were mentioning that, I was visualizing, um, you know, there's some of those plants where you touch them and they close up. Mm. I was imagining like touching a plant and then opening up. <laughs> oh, so that was really awesome. Thank mm. you for that. Um, and, I, and I clearly remember when I first, um, at the beginning of last year, when I came back from overseas, spent some time in Africa mm. and the savannah and it was just mm. magic. Mm. Even if you didn't see an animal. Mm. Spending mm. time in a jeep, in the, on a safari, in like just the abundance of nature totally has its own thing going on. And what did that environment create for your mindset? Um, oh, just expansion. Mm-hmm. Just expansion and just yep. openness and freedom yep. and just the simplicity of, I think also at the time there was nothing that needed to be done except mm. to just observe, right? Mm. And as, as a meditator, it was just mm. awesome to just observe nature and just like the, the marvel at mm. it. And so that for me was absolutely a really, really... It's still, I've shared this at the beginning, but having travelled to so many countries, it's 46 now, It's that was definitely one of like the crowning jewels of travelling because it was just, yeah, just spending so much time in and around the animals as well and yep. being able to sit in the middle of a pride of lions and just, just sit there and the just power. meditate on that and take yeah. that energy in and just watch them, like, they'll decide to go hunt and just the dynamics of that shift and mm. the, the intrigue of those that were left behind mm. for those mm. that were actually going out mm. and then when they failed they came back but they were so lovingly supported, it was mm. just an amazing process. Mm. Um, but I remember that when I came home, I was lying here and Fitzroy, <laughs> right? Um, and I could hear just the, the clang, clang and, the, mm. and all the noises all the time. And I was just like, how did I ever live here? Like, mm. it was just this really stark, like, whoa, mm. like, this is, I'm going to be moving out of here in about four or five months, I think, mm. because this is not something that I can, mm. I can um, sustain. Yeah, at all. Um, and then, but gradually, Obviously, mm-hmm. humans are very adaptive, <laughs> and yeah, the adaptation takes and takes effect, and you become immune to it. Mm. Um, but I think that is there's definitely something to be said for what you mentioned: is that there is a lot that we're taking on from our environment mm. unwittingly and unknowingly mm. in that space as well. Yeah, something that when you said that reminded me of. I just recently came back from Europe. I went to Greece, and mm. in the Acropolis was a, a sign, and I don't remember who it was by, but it talked about the landscape dictating the mentality or thoughts of the people in the area. And when you think about Greece and this open sparse, you know, you can really see how that relates the the nature and the landscape to the person's mentality. And coming back from Cape Town, similarly in this beautiful, you know, Indian Ocean coming in, meeting these mountains Mm -hmm. and just like this whole energy that's formed by the clouds and the rain and just that is the vibe of the people that is you know that hectic nature is what's happening in that space (laughs) with those people so look at melbourne and what we have we have this beautiful open flat delta Mm. um and we're preserved in that way or sustained in that way and held and, and and have this sense of safety and i feel like that's part of the mentality of here in melbourne that's supportive of people Mm. is is our landscape yeah so really understanding yeah the environment and the space we're in and the landscape, what that does for our mentality also. Mm. There was um, exactly what you were sharing. There was a guy, so I play the handpan, absolutely adore this instrument. Mm. And um, my favorite musician, he recently traveled to Russia mm. and he's from Portugal, right? Mm. On the beach. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. In Portugal. Mm. And uh, I was listening to him reflecting in an interview. It was like, how's, how's Russia been? And he's like, oh, it's amazing. It's so cold and the people are so like closed in but they generate the warmth from Within. inside wow. you know and it was just like watching him poetically describe that experience of the yeah. people in their environment and what mm. he was finding that warmth because like, nice. you meet people but they're, they're cold you yeah know? it's very like yeah clang 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 but as soon as you get start in. talking it's just like the warmth is carried mm. inside the person and there's that gregarious nature to them so like, yeah really mm. i love that exploration mm. of the environment and the mm. <laughs> so in all of that, um, obviously we we <laughs> connect. <Yes. laughs> um, you treat a lot of people, um, and what is what is I guess um, some keen takeaways that people can take away from this conversation in terms of what is a good place to start to sort of anchor in your health, you know, anyway. in environment. Yeah. <laughs> just start. Really, just start. It really like someone always says, you know, how do I change? Well, you just have to start. There's yeah. there's there's so much to all of this and it has little relevance because you just start wherever's obvious. Or if mm. it's not obvious, doesn't matter, start there. Yeah. Um so yes, I mean there's food, there's mental mentality, there's your environment, mm. there's you know, we haven't even talked about your purpose in life and whether you yeah. feel aligned with that purpose and whether your alignment yeah. to that, you know, because of the impact that has physically on your mind and on your body. Yeah. Um, but basically you seek a resolution to the pain that you have and through that pain is your teaching to show you the next step. Mm. So whatever you're suffering right now, start somewhere. But question, ask you know, seek to learn as much about whatever it is that you're suffering mm-hmm. um, because through that will just take you on your journey of resolution. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess my specialty is the body. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm most trained. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone was coming to me, I would be seeking to show and explain to you physically why you have your pain, where the dysfunction is, mm-hmm. and also where the health and solution is. So by... Yep helping give you mobility back to your hips and mm. through your ankle and through your shoulder, what that does for your body yeah. and why that's important. And you can obviously feel the experience of that and therefore gain understanding to the philosophy. Yeah. Um, now, that doesn't suit everyone. Some people are very much in their body and hence that helps. Some people are quite out of their body. Yeah. Um, so some people have had a very traumatic experience and it's safer not to be not to be associated not to be associated they disassociate from themselves so they'll seek a different type of treatment 
um, mm-hmm. which I also do, but it's just a different style. Um, and so it's about being able to learn where do you start? You start wherever you are. If it's you feel most comfortable in your body, go and get some physical treatment. If you start, if you feel most comfortable in your mind, go and get some mind treatment. <laughs> go to a psychologist. If you yeah. feel most comfortable in nature, go to nature. Yeah. If you feel most comfortable surrounded by people in the busyness in the hub of like that electric, go to you know take, go to these places where there is that vibrant yeah. bustling energy. So go to where the flow is and you're naturally, you're naturally called to be. Called to be. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this all becomes very philosophical, but there is no other way to solve a problem other than go through it. Yeah. So if you're quite clearly experiencing trauma based on your work, mm. <laughs> there's no other way around that. <laughs> if you're quite clearly basing experience on your parents, there's no yeah. other way than hitting that head on. Mm. There's... Yeah. Yeah, which is powerful. Yeah. It's a short phrase, but it's yeah. <laughs> there's a lot that comes with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I hope to help people support them, create an environment in which they can experience and go through whatever mm. they need to go through mm. rather than around. Yeah. 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 Powerful. You touched on something which is completely just sparked everything in me, um, which is uh, the dance between your purpose in life and your health. Mm. Can we talk to that? Yeah. Um, it's not something, again, I totally understand. Yeah. But I can see in you the joy that you get when you're doing something that brings you joy, brings you purpose, brings you fulfillment, mm. brings, gives you a sense that you are contributing and gaining and receiving and giving, all these sort of things. Mm. So your body is in this state that is happy and healthy. <laughs> yeah. um, when you go to the job that you don't like, that you no longer perceive as being of value, your body, you're suppressing your body's innate and mind's innate reaction to do what it wants to do. Totally. So when you're doing that, you're suppressing your immune system, you're suppressing your nervous system, you're suppressing your bodily function to choose. So do you think a plant that has been suppressed under either heavy noise or bad lighting or Mm. intoxicated water will function very well? Mm. No, it's going to respond to being in the right environment, aligned with the light that it needs, Um, just as you are. Yeah. So there definitely is this, and the part that I haven't really touched on is your spirit. So mm. when someone, basically your spirit will leave you when you no longer listen to it. So wow. it, and this is again just another component of understanding a person's body is the spiritual component is, yeah, we can, and this, you can go even, I can go even further to mm-hmm. go, we can live ourselves in this life or we can go, you know, in a previous life. Um, but some people aren't attached to them. There is no magic in life and everything is very laborious. Mm. It's very difficult because it's happening from a place that you don't want to be. Yeah. Um, and very simply, there's a, you know, there's a beautiful healing process of going through, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you, for any time and moment where you've actually gone against your spirit, where you've gone against that deeper part of yourself that you know is right. And when you continually do that, yeah, this this life part of us, this life force that's going out of us. Mm. And we're operating purely from this mind, stoic perspective that is digging its heels in. 
Um, so yes, when we're aligned with what we truly love, what we truly want to be doing, and getting to do it every day in an environment supports us. We are fully here. We are fully present. Where all parts of us are here, and whatever those parts are, you know, it doesn't matter. But that's where this disease or health comes in, uh-huh. you know. And there's always a spectrum of disease, and there's always a spectrum of health. Mm. But the more aligned, the more on purpose, the happier you are, the better environment you're in, the better the state your nervous system and your muscles. I must state, like the nervous system physiologically controls it is the internal aspect if you look at a spirit being the very internal but the physical internal part of us so just like a baby is formed it drops into this forward flexion mm-hmm. and bends down on itself and then it opens back up so we're always had this is this life force that mm-hmm. occurs through us and right. our body is always still doing that even as an adult yeah it slows down the rates not as fluid sure but when we're in this state of stress, the nervous system literally compresses and shortens on itself. And an analogy that I like is when you're going to step in water, yeah. cold water, and you don't want to feel the cold water, <laughs> what your body does, <laughs> your shoulders shrug, your head, yeah. you know, comes down to your chest. You yeah. just want, you, you don't want this feeling. That's what happens, obviously, in our body when it's under constant stress. Mm. When we have that, when we're open to whatever we're feeling, be it that cold water, and we try to actually feel what we feel, be it in life or something physical, mm. our posture changes very much. We're more observant, mm. we're more upright. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know where I'm going again with this, but again, <laughs> a big part of is being open to whatever you're experiencing, whatever you're yep. feeling, will help you change your pain, will change mm. your body, with even get you back on purpose if you're open to the experience that you're having and believing that it's bringing you to where you need to be rather than taking you from where you want to be it will help so continually being open to whatever your experience enables you to go through it yeah yeah there's this uh there's this thing that sparked just this little bit of dichotomy in terms of what you just touched on is you've got to go through it and Mm. at the same time it was you know you've You've got to be. You've got to find ease and health for yourself as well. Mm-hmm. So, what about the di- like the dichotomy there, where it's like it's there's disease going through something. Mm-hmm. Like, is that do you work through that? Really good question. Mm. Um, if we really let go in life of what we believe we should achieve we would find ease and it would take us through all that we need to succeed in. Mm. If we come from a place that we're going to achieve this now in this way, we're going to go through a very hard process. We'll get to the same place, yeah. but with much more resistance, uncomfortability. So can, we come from, can I come from a place of surrendering on a bigger level my goals, desires, wishes, hopes, and truly be supported by life and nature and nurture and love and those around me to take me and trust that life's going to take me to the place where I really want to go. Mm -hmm. There's two different ways of finding resolution. Wow. (laughs) Thank you for that response. Mm. That was, yeah, I felt that. (laughs) And and that's been my experience. You know, this has been my struggle is... Mm. Do I create my life, my reality 
or is life being created for me? I, I still don't have this answer yeah. and it really irritates me. <laughs> <laughs> but the experiences yeah. that I've had through, most often through losing all my money or through not having money and having to totally surrender mm. have brought about experiences that I could not possibly have created. Yeah. Yeah. And so I really believe there is an ease and there is this support and there is this nurture part of life that can I truly let go will bring me the greatest joy and pleasure. Mm. But am I willing and how willing am I to let that go? Let that go. <laughs> yeah, therein lies the rub. <laughs> mm. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Mm. Yeah, I can just sit in that for days. <laughs> <laughs> so, another really interesting thing that you touched on, which is um, something I've been dancing with quite a lot, is I know it's probably a bit more primitive. I've seen other people come up with a lot more to talk to. But for my understanding of how I try to navigate my personal health is physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual. Mm -hmm. um, and the dance between the four. And I think, you know, I understand that if I make a dent in one of them, it sort of ripples into the others for sure. And you were touching on spirit mm. quite poetically there mm. as well. And you've talked a lot about physical and also mm. emotional and intellectual in through there. Um, is it... And again, I, I, I can... And since it's very difficult for me to ask questions that are so generalized because invariably um, you feel into the person you're sitting opposite to and it's very individualized in mm. each process, right? Mm. Um, but spiritual trauma, so like mm. people, you know, not being connected to their spirit, mm. um, is, there a, is there a one shoe that can really help? Is it going, spending time in nature? Because I know that's something that really helped me a lot. Um, through depression was spending a lot of time in mm. and around nature and just reminding myself that I'm connected mm. to all this amazingness. Is there something else that, or is that a good place to start for people, for the spiritual stuff? So your question is how can we be more connected to, 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 to spirit. spirit? Yeah. It's hard to go off, as you said, everyone, but if I, mm. ask, if I say, if I ask that question of you, how can mm. you be more connected to your spirit? Mm. The answer that I see is looking at ancient scripts, mm. reading, writing. There is a real flow in knowledge for you. Mm. Um, if I ask myself how I connect to my spirit, is to go lay by a river, be in mm. nature, be in that flow. Like I really resonate with that sense of flow. Yeah. Um, is there one fits all? No, but nature will definitely help. Um, you really got, I mean, the person has to have a belief of a spirit to even acknowledge. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good place to start. Agreed, agreed, agreed. <laughs> um, so glad I asked this question. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, there isn't, there isn't, and that's, that's your journey. And yeah. This is my journey and... <sighs> I don't also believe that I'm not meant... Everyone's not meant to be totally in one. Mm. Like, this is my personal belief that what you're going through and the struggle and the experience and trouble are all helping you along the line of your life. Yeah. Just as it is for me. So it's not wrong for me to be where I am. And mm. this sounds... I'm going to say it. It sounds like Hitler... This person to go through the experience obviously has created 
huge traumatic events that have affected millions of people for generations. Mm -hmm. But somehow it wasn't wrong for him to go through that just as it's created mass healing for millions beyond. Yeah. Um, I know that's a very... I'm in no way condoning his actions, yeah. but that is the most extreme version of someone's life being true for them mm. based on their experiences, their beliefs, and we're all going to live that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's I really expression. hope that came across the right way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I totally, yeah. 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 Um, because we've all got massive lessons to learn. Yeah, and I think something that was really interesting because I've been looking into a lot of Carl Jung recently, and it's, he talks about um, obviously your 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 conscious mind, mm. your subconscious mind, and then there's a collective subconscious. Mm. And he did a lot of studies on sleep and dreams, particularly. Mm. And he was the time just before Hitler, actually, and he did a lot of analyzing of people's dreams, and he forecasted wow. mass. Um, trauma mm. coming the way of the planet just mm. because people were collectively dreaming it into reality wow um and so i think that lies in mm. sort of ties into what you're saying is that mm. there is just an innate expression of things um and we don't really understand it no um but that expression is definitely an interesting mm. wrapping your head around yeah not for the head <laughs> <laughs> probably not one for the head yeah. Yeah. um yeah but I guess bringing it back to the spirit and the mind, mm. if you can, and this is a beautiful, there's a lady, and I've forgotten her name right now, but mm. she did some really wonderful work with me. She's down in Tasmania. And she goes, she's been, she's won a, I don't know, maybe it's not a Nobel Prize, but it's, it's won some form of prize mm. for Australia for her work with yeah. saving people's lives that are about to commit suicide or going into 9-11 and helping people immediately resolve trauma. Yeah. And so she said, basically, she's worked out that where you've gone against your spirit is essentially... So if you can ask yourself, where have I gone against myself? Go back to these moments, make peace with these people, mm -hmm. make peace with these moments or experiences. And you, you regain more of yourself through going back, acknowledging where you've gone against yourself yeah. and through creating healing with it. So that is a beautiful process of... So my personal experience... I obviously had to go through many exes and apologize mm. to them and say, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. Mm. And I think that's from the Honopalulu process. Yeah, um, yeah. Psychologist, Hawaiian, yeah, Hawaiian process. Um, While we're talking about that, yeah. I discovered something about this recently. To touch comes almost comes a bit full circle back to the conversation. Um, I was doing a bit of research on that guy and mm. he, so a lot of people are applying this mantra for themselves because mm. it's such an amazing healing prayer. Mm. Um, but he was in a psych ward at the time trying to help mm. others was the conviction. But the reality of the situation actually turns out that in his journals he's documented that he was actually helping himself. Mm. <laughs> and this goes back to what we were saying mm. at the beginning yeah, about nice. filling up your own cup first. So he was like, yeah. I love you, thank you, please forgive me, I'm sorry. Because he was mm. walking around with all these traumatised people mm. and he was just letting stuff go. Mm. Just letting stuff go. Just letting stuff go. Mm. Um, and then his mantra helped others as they dropped into that. Mm. And it would just, and then from there it spread like wildfire. So mm. I just wanted to just touch on that because there was definitely an element of coming full circle of the conversation in that yeah beautiful mm. absolutely I feel like and I can't put my word on it I'd like to ask you what you feel it is I feel mm. like there's something missing in this conversation there's a key part of 
the glue that brings it all together. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know mm. what that is. Mm. But there's, I feel like there's something that's... Why is, why is this topic or why is this relevant to you? Can you share a little bit about that? Sure. Um, for me, that specifically, the healing mm. prayer or the... Um, okay. Yeah, no, no. yeah. <laughs> um, So health and purpose is definitely something massive for me. Mm. Um, so I'm the dance between the two mm. and continually expressing that mm. um, is definitely, there's something going on in there. Mm. Um, because I completely believe that we are consistently just an expression, an expression, and we're expressing. And... So when you find yourself uncomfortable, I think you're not on purpose. And so that's something that I'm continually driving. And uh, for me personally, I guess what's coming up to share is that for a while I was living in the, not in alignment with my purpose. Mm. And that was a really big struggle for me personally because having that belief mm. that health and purpose are one and the same mm. and then not living on purpose mm. and then allowing that belief to really be my belief because I believe in it so deeply and so truly and it felt so right and so true but realising that health is one of my highest values Mm. and that I'm just trespassing on it so profoundly, so deeply, so innately Mm. um, was just this really... I've been carrying that around for probably a bit too long, to Mm. be honest. Um, And that's when you walked in today, I was like, I just quit my job, (laughs) you know, and it's just like... It's, it's been this really um, intense process mm. that I've been working on um, and refusing to acknowledge for quite some time. Can you share what that felt like? Oh, yeah. Um, imposter syndrome. Deep, deep, deep imposter syndrome. So I, um, it's like you're here and, and what you're... I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> I'm here and I'm, and I'm vibrating and shining with something that is, I know is my, my deepest message, mm. which is health is purpose and purpose mm. is health. And that's, mm. I'm like, and so if I can help you on your health or if mm. I can help you on your purpose, mm. viva, right? Mm. Just because I'm trying to help myself on health mm. and purpose. Um, and that suppression, that yeah. level of suppression. Um, that feeling of it's so pure that energy inside that I never actually felt like I was being a fraud because I believed in that belief so deeply Mm. and I still do because Mm. it's so true to me Um, but then not acting in that space that that disconnect um, how did that make me feel can we do something for a moment yeah can I get you just to sit in that moment sit in the feeling of your previous work mm. and just for the listeners to obviously sit with that for a process you can also sit in the feeling of whatever work you're doing currently and ask yourself like if I can ask you Amrit what are you feeling in your body <laughs> an epic headache there you go <laughs> so listeners what are you feeling in your body sitting in whatever you're doing so if we just sit with that for a fraction longer mm. Ask yourself, what is giving me this headache? Mm. 
the rigorous demand of something that is not supporting my freedom. Beautiful. Now, where is the health, or where is the purpose, or where is the solution to whatever you're experiencing now? What is the solution to my headache? To acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. To embrace it. Mm -hmm. To allow it. Just sit in that, embrace, acknowledge, allowing for a moment. And listeners, you can do the same. Sit in, embrace, acknowledge, allowing, or whatever came up for you. What are you feeling now? Space. Where are you feeling that space? Between my sternum and my head. It's just between your heart and opening. Your head. Yeah. And we'll sit with that just for a fraction longer. And now I'll get you to think of your dog. <laughs> what does that do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could fill all that space with that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what the purpose of that is, but just to mm. experience the sense of something that's in not in alignment or disease with yourself, mm. what that does. And it's different for everyone. Totally. But for you, there's that relevance. It brings you into your mind. It brings you into this narrow focus having to be under those rigorous demands mm. accepting allowing acknowledging mm. yeah i think the kicker that i got from that was also the individualized like how that was just what's holding me what i'm mm. letting go of mm. um just the individualized nature of how everybody's on their own process i think that was definitely something that when you ask, is there something that we're holding on to in the conversation? I think that was probably something to share as well. That it is completely independent for each individual as well. Mm. Um, but that was, yeah, a really awesome process. Thank yeah. you for helping me acknowledge that and embrace that. Awesome. And allow that in some way. Yeah, that was, yeah, really simple but really, really deep. Hmm. Hmm. Hard to sort of tie the conversation to a now. <laughs> <laughs> such a deep place. <laughs> uh, um, if we knew it was really quantum and time didn't exist. <laughs> um, I have a question for you, which sort of towards the end of the conversation. So if you could pick up a magical quantum phone and you could dial back to your 20-year-old self, um, is there any few quick tidbits you'd share? With your past self. 
I still can't do now what I've been doing in the 20s. And that mm. is that I would like to be enjoy the present. Mm. For knowing that as each moment passes, there's real beauty when you can see it for what it is. Yeah. Yes. But I still can't do that now. <laughs> <laughs> so the journey continues. The journey continues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there perhaps a, um, a book that you've shared or read more than any others? One of the most beautiful books that I talk about, not for what relationship it has to me, but mm. the relationship it has to Australian culture, mm. was Mutant Message from Down Under, or Mutant Message from Forever. There's two books. Yeah. And it talks about an American who came out to reform the health industry here, and she was yeah. invited by a group of Aboriginals to meet with her them. And she thought they were part of her work but it was just they said no we we heard your dreams we're here to meet you and take you on walk about mm. and i read this i was given this book by a lady in germany and i thought wow how profound that i have to be in germany given a book by another one outside of our country mm. that shows me the insight and in-depth nature of our own indigenous culture yeah here in australia like that really profoundly touched me okay, um, and it just brought a calling and desire to go and understand the land here in Australia. And similarly, from an Aboriginal elder, he said, you were born here, you are Indigenous to here. Mm. And I was like, ah, oh, wow. Like here I was, this separation of oh, Aboriginals are Indigenous to Australia, we're not, we're this colonised, wrong, repression mm. society. It's like, no, I'm, I'm Indigenous to this land. Yeah. Um, and that has nothing to do with the healing or this, but it, a deeper part of me, yeah, this longing is to like really go and spend time in outback rural, which I have done, and it's really enlivened me as a person, mm. if that's even a word. Um, yeah, that was profound. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love it. Um, and my last question is: if in Fed Square you could actually, that's not my last question. <laughs> in Fed Square you could erect a billboard mm. um, what would your billboard read for all the people that are coming past it that's a big question um, I had a friend who did this recently and took a picture of someone's face and said, if you had a crowd of 30,000 people, what would your message be? Mm. And it was beautiful. He went around putting up these posters of people's faces and their quotes around Melbourne. Awesome. So, so nice. That's so good. Uh, I can't remember what I said, but I would ask that question on there because it doesn't matter what I say. It has no relevance. <laughs> That's true for me. Yeah. But I would ask that question. So like a mirror. If this was, if, <laughs> yeah. If this was your billboard, what would you put here yeah. for the message of other people, for the message of yourself? Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I would ask the question. Thank you. Mm. And my last question, promise, <laughs> is, um, okay, so beyond beyond the story and beyond the identity of mm. Luke Wallace, mm. who are you? Who am I? I am someone 
who loves and cares deeply. Oh. <laughs> I really do. I really love and care so much for my family, for my friends, for myself, mm-hmm. for the people that I meet. Yeah. You can feel that mm. sitting opposite you, so thank mm. you for being that expression of love and care. Really thank something you. special. Um, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for the blessings. Yeah, just your willingness to sit and listen. Mm. It's a real skill. Um, it comes from a place of humility you can feel. I can feel. Um, and a desire to learn and understand. And I appreciate that. Because so often I get caught in my own sense of I know the answers, <laughs> and I'm constantly wrong. <laughs> so two years from now, everything that I said will probably be no longer evolved. evolved. Yeah, we'll be, be evolved. evolved. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I really appreciate your presence oh, and you. your ability to be so open mm-hmm. and caring and supportive. Well, it's an honour to, to truly be in service, and thank you for reflecting humility back at me. It's definitely one of the core core values I can continue to cultivate and as is listening <laughs> so thank you for that um just before we we dive out of the chat um if someone wants to get in touch with you mm-hmm. is are you open to people getting in touch yeah, with absolutely. you for hearing i'd love to and stuff like that and just yep. to better understand themselves a little bit um, please tap into that love and care mm-hmm. that is so abundant um how do i how do they get in touch with you uh at the moment recharge www.recharge.com.au yeah so you can access me on there. Mm-hmm. You can find me, Luke Wallace, uh, on Facebook. Or yep. I am in the process of getting a new website awesome. around uh, intuitiveosteopathy.com.au. Yep. God, it's not yet up. Sweet. So once it does get live, I'll add yep. that in the show notes and make a quick yep. update on it. And everybody that's tuning in will get an yep. update on that as well. Beautiful. So you can just keep me informed of that. Yep. And as always, listeners, you have either come to the podcast via your podcast app or iTunes or www.amrit-sandu.com. Um, as always, you're, if you're listening in for the first time or if you're listening in again, one of my highest values is connection. So do get in touch and let me know how it's going. Let me know what you're feeling, if you got something out of it, um, uh, or if you just want to give me a high five for getting Luke here today. <laughs> um, and yeah, just on that value, it's uh, really awesome because... Nat helped facilitate this, uh, this interview today and just really want to give her a big shout out as well because we both have so much love for her and her blessings. Thank you, Nat. <laughs> Ciao, guys. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.